Welcome to the Deerfield Family Theater Podcast. As part of our Meet the Cast series, I had the privilege and honor to speak with Joe Groot, who plays Will Bloom in DFT's production of Big Fish. Speaking of Big Fish, in case you're tuning in and didn't already know, DFT is putting on a performance of Big Fish this November of 2022. Opening night is this Friday, November 11th, and that show is already sold out. So visit DeerfieldTheater.com to purchase tickets for one of the other five performances over this weekend and the next one. Without further delay, here's the interview. I'm so pleased to have Joe Groot on the DFT podcast. Joe, welcome to the show. Go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners. Sure. Thank you for having me, Matthew. Uh, my name is Joe Groot. Like you said, uh, this is my first DFT show. Um, I'm an actor. I just graduated from the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign, uh, in Lyric Theater. And um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. All right, great. So it's your first show. Well, we're happy to have you. I could I could say confidently, having you know, being on the board and having seen the, the show already in rehearsal, that it's really great. Um, so like just Tell, tell me a little bit like how you came to even audition for DFT and, and what it's like to have uh, to have this role. Sure. Yeah. So um, over the summer, I was working as a um, camp counselor slash like music director for this day camp called Discovery Day Camp on Vernon Hills. I was teaching theater there. Um, and then after that, like I uh, wasn't able to like audition during that because um yelling at kids, you know, really throughout my voice. And so uh, I wasn't doing anything. And my mom sent me the link for this show. And she knew that I loved it. I had seen it previously. And like, it just really resonated with me. And so I came out and here I am. All right. Yeah, great. It's, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I saw it when the original Broadway cast came to Chicago before it was on Broadway. Uh, and uh, but this show is also even a little bit different than that because it's the small cast version, right? You want to maybe like talk about like some, since you've seen it before and now you're performing in it, like what are some of the differences there without giving away too much of the story? Totally. Yeah. No spoilers, but um, yeah, the production I saw and the production you saw was uh, the original like set for Broadway, you know, full of spectacle and sort of focusing on the uh, extravagance of Edward's stories for those that know the material. Whereas the small cast version really focuses on the human story and more, uh, Will's uh, coping with, you know, Edward's um, life and, you know, the relationship between the two of them, more focusing on a human story and sort of the framing of the show is a little bit different, but you still get the mermaid and the giants, but it's all just a little scaled back in a, in a really beautiful way, I think. Yeah, I think it. Uh, and even though it's like the small cast version, somehow like this, the storytelling is that much tighter and the uh, the sort of emotional punch is, uh, I think, that much tighter, too, because of that. I think so, too. Yeah. 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 And and just in case uh, we have listeners who didn't hear the, the interview with uh, the director, Lauren uh, Berman. So you play Will. Will is uh, the son of Edward. And, and this is really like the father son or you know parent relationship. Parent child relationship is sort of at the center of this story. Right. It is. Yeah. Um, Will finds out in the beginning of the show, again, not a spoiler, that he's going to be a father. Right. And so this really gives him a lot of perspective. And he starts thinking a lot about what it means to be a father and how Edward was a father to him or more so how he wasn't really a father to him. And so the whole show is really sort of exploring their relationship and how um, it can be hard to be a father and it can be hard to be a son, you know. Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what were some of the things that you did uh, to get ready for the role? Oh, um, great question. I mean, I talked to my dad a little bit just because you you get a lot more clarity like once you're an adult about like how hard it is to be an adult and be a parent, you know, and like half of being a parent is just sort of like shielding your kid from how hard it is to be a parent. And so um, I think gaining that perspective made me sympathize with Edward a lot, which is something that Will has to do in the piece, you know, because Edward is a pretty absent father, but he is trying to help the family. And so the struggle of this piece comes from Will not wanting to be mad at Edward, but he is just because Edward keeps distancing himself and keeps lying and keeps hiding things. And that's where the real heartbreak of it comes from. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Having to talk to, uh, talk to your dad about that. I, I, yeah, I like that because this was the first time when I saw it in rehearsal that I, since I've been a father, because I have an almost two year old and, and it is, it, it's a, um, you know, and we're all about Deerfield family theater. So this is the type of show you want to bring your, your young kids to. And, uh, and I could tell you as a parent being very familiar with this story, even though it's told in a unique way, uh, it, it has a totally different impact when you are actually a parent and you see this show. Um, and so just, you know, just throwing in my two cents there, because, but, but in the nature of your role, I mean, you, you haven't yet, I'm assuming you haven't, are not yet a parent, right? I am not, no. But, but, but it is, I, but I could tell you it's easy, like before you're a parent, no matter how much preparation you do, even if you're actually expecting, uh, it, it, there's no way to prepare. (laughs) So even just like imagining you're having a kid and like preparing for the role is like, Kind of like imagining you're have, having a kid in real life, like you're going to, because there's no way it totally changes you when the kid actually gets here. It's like night and day. Um, but um, uh, but that's yeah. I mean, I think that's a super interesting thing. And and do you think it would be uh, a great conversation for any kid to have with their parents to be like, hey, what's it like to be a parent? Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially when you get like you become an adult, like I did, right? I mean, I'm 23, so I'm not, you know wise or anything by any means but i think there's a lot of perspective you can get just by like asking about you know like their perspective on your fondest memories right like if you talk about like your favorite vacation to your parents they're like oh my god that was a nightmare you know what i mean but like their job is to make that a beautiful memory for you you know and so like, as long as you look back on it fondly, like, they're okay, you know, depending on whatever disaster control they had to do in between. And that's, like, a lot of what being a parent is, it seems for me. Well, well, and you just said you didn't have any wisdom, but at least to me, it sounds like you have a lot of wisdom there after that conversation, right? Um, and and so let's, you know, let's talk about that a little bit, because one of the themes that we have on this podcast is, uh, you know, that theater is not just about being in theater and that there's so many life lessons that you can take away from it, whether, you know, whether you go on and you, you know, you teach theater or you're a professional actor or director, uh, whatever you do in your life, you know, there are great lessons and takeaways. And though it, in your, uh, in your wise 23 years, Joe, um, you know, what, what have been some other, uh, maybe real life takeaways from studying, um, you know, studying theater and now, now doing, doing a little teaching and acting. Oh man. Well, I just love how collaborative theater is. You know, I think um, 
it really is a team sport, you know, it's not track and field. Like my favorite scenes are when the whole ensemble is there or when I really have like a great scene partner, like Aaron who plays Edward or Elise who plays Sandra or Lee who plays my wife, Josephine, all of them are just so great. And being able to sort of ping pong off of them um, is so important and so valuable. And that was really hard during the pandemic you know so being able to be in a show with you know this big ensemble that like gets to sing these like beautiful songs i think that uh just being reminded of how lovely like a big group of people just achieving one goal together is like i think that's really valuable yeah yeah uh if only we could extrapolate that to society and government <laughs> Tell me about it. Sure. Uh, but speaking of the pandemic, um, you know, so you were in school, I, I think, during the pandemic then, uh, you know, based on your age. So, um, you know, what was that like, especially just studying and, and being involved in theater? Sure. Yeah. So um, it was my second semester of sophomore year at the U of I. I was in two shows. I was in uh, A Little Night Music and I was in A Chorus Line. And I was coming back from um, chorus line rehearsal and they sent out an email that we were going to uh, get an extra week of spring break. Right. And that was a little bit stressful because uh, that was going to be our tech week for a chorus line. We were like sort of scrambling and figuring that out. And then the next day they send another email that we're going to be sent home indefinitely. Right. And, you know, like my heart just sank because sophomore year, I don't know uh, what your college experience was like. Um, but I think sophomore year was so much better than freshman year. Like you're so much more comfortable, you know, you have like your set group of friends. And so like I was thriving and then it's just like all taken away from you. Mm -hmm. But we had this really special thing actually where um, our president of our organization, uh, Illini Student Musicals, he got the space open, he got the hall and um, he called everyone in the pit and everyone in the crew. And he was like, let's just do the show. He was like, let's just do the show, right? And we had never had a sits probe. We had never even really ran the full show we weren't even supposed to be off book yet. And then we did the whole thing just because we knew that that might be the last time we would be able to do it. And it was, mm -hmm. you know, we weren't even able to come back. We were online the rest of that year. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that was just really, I don't know. It sort of felt like the end of the world, you know, but being able to, perform you know what we had worked so hard on and just get some sort of closure on that um that was really special that's a memory i look back on a lot yeah yeah um and that especially was really just for us you know yeah yeah um so you know bringing it back making it a little positive uh you, you know from the pandemic although maybe this is maybe that performance is one of the answers to this question and that is a question i ask every every guest is is what it just um uh, or every guest that it's relevant to is um, as as an actor, you know, what is what have been some of your favorite performances over the years? And that is, um, 
you don't have to pick your number one because that would be that would be not very nice of me. But like, if you could pick a few, what have been some of the favorite uh, performances that you've had? Yeah, uh, there's a ton because I mean I love performing. I think it's the best thing in the world just being able to perform in front of people. Um, this past spring, uh, I got to do Legally Blonde, the musical, which. Um, it's just such a joyful show, you know, like I got a note once, which was like, Joe, you're, you seem too angry, find the joy. And I'm like, but like theater's supposed to be like passionate. Right. But no, like the theater can be just like cotton candy and fun. And like, there's something so valuable in like making people smile, you know, and like all my best friends were in it. And like, it was just so so memorable like it didn't even feel like work you know i was just there every day uh yeah my best friend was l woods it was that was a really special one and again like that was my last show had U of i too so to end on such a high note that was really really special yeah yeah and uh and, and even in those moments where you're not providing joy because it's a tragedy or some kind of uh you know other performance um it provides the audience with catharsis, which is also a positive thing, I think, right? Of course, of course, yeah. But I mean, there is just something really special about, you know, like I'm going to sit down and have a good time, you know, because you never know what people are going through walking into the theater. But if they're walking out like with a little more, uh, you know, happiness, or if it's a tragedy, like you said, clarity, catharsis, any of those things, like it's about leaving an impact, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so then on the other side, uh, when you're, when you're sitting in the audience, um, you know, what, um, what have been some of your favorite shows that you've gone to? That's a great question. Um, last winter, or I guess it was more March. I got to see Hadestown when it came through Chicago, excuse me. I got to see Hadestown when it came through Chicago and that is I think one of the most beautiful pieces of theater like ever. I think it is so special. Like the energy it provides is so unique. How like the pit is on stage and they're almost like characters in the show. Like I'm a musician myself. So like seeing like that collaboration between the actors and musicians, the fact that Orpheus is playing guitar the whole time. I mean, it's just really special, like timeless piece of theater. I think it's going to be like performed for centuries straight up. Uh, and yeah, and that seems to be a pretty consistent answer uh, on this podcast. When I ask that question is Hadestown. <laughs> I, I mean, it is just, it's like next level. Like I haven't really seen anything like it. I think about it every day. Yeah. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to add that to my list for sure. Uh, and then um, last question I have for you, and this is sort of a more recent entry in, in the podcast is, uh, is it okay to listen to the soundtrack of a musical before seeing it, assuming that you know you're going to have the opportunity to go see it. I think so. I definitely think so. I mean, there are two ways you can uh, treat a musical, right? You can treat it as like you're seeing a movie, which is you haven't seen any of it before, right? And there's something really exciting about that. You know, there's discovery. There's like, oh, what is this? You know, or you can treat it like a concert, right? Like when I saw Hamilton back in 2016, whenever that was, I knew every word, right? Because and I'm sure a lot of people were in the same boat as me. Like I just had that cast recording on repeat, you know? And so 
like there is something really special about that too. Like it's like you're seeing your favorite band, right? And you know every song and like you get to look forward to it. And um I think Big Fish has a lot of songs like that. Like I knew Time Stops and Daffodils before I saw it for the first time. And I was like, oh my God, these are two of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. Like I want to look forward to those. And then you're sort of like waiting in your seat, like, oh, where does this come? You know? Um, so yeah, I guess my answer is you can do either, but I always like listening to songs, uh, before just so that I have something to look forward to. All right. Well, well, that's good. I'm glad you tied it back into Big Fish. So you heard that audience. Uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't already gotten your tickets, link is in the podcast notes. So pause for a moment, go buy your tickets. Okay. You're back. Uh, so you know, now go and listen to the soundtrack, according to Joe. Go go check out uh, the music. And from what I understand, there's even some music that was not in the Broadway show, but is in the small cast version, or at least the version that Lauren's chosen to do. So that's exciting, right? It's super exciting. I didn't even know that until callbacks. I, I got a sign for The River Between Us, and I was like, I've never heard this song before in my life. Um, but yeah, two really beautiful songs, uh, Magic and the Man, which... Uh, my peer Elise, who plays Sandra, she has, which is a really fun sort of duet slash trio I have with her. And then this song, The River Between Us, which really encapsulates the sort of rift that me and Edward have in the piece in a really beautiful, beautiful way. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Well, all right. So um, uh, this uh, Friday is uh, is when the, the opening night is. That show is already sold out, but you guys are performing the rest of the weekend and the following weekend too. Um, so uh, with that, Joe, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I look forward to personally seeing you again uh, with the full performance. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, come see Big Fish. I'm really excited. I'm really proud of it. I think we've made some beautiful work and I think everyone can find something to enjoy with it. You know, like like you said, kids can really enjoy the sort of mystical and fantastical aspects of it, but then parents can really provide uh, this beautiful insight on this father and son story. So I hope, right. you, I hope to see you all here. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. And that's our show. Please share this podcast to help support the work of Deerfield Family Theater. An even better way to support DFT is to go see Big Fish this weekend. Visit DeerfieldTheater.com to purchase tickets. As always, links are in the show notes. If you'd like to get in touch, send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash DFT. We might even add your voice message to a future show. Until next time, thanks to everyone who continues to support the arts. We'll see you at the theater.